Welcome to the United Cast, it's an Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today talking about our 4-1 win at home in the Europa League against Real Betis. Um, did the intro very quickly. Um, good. Uh, back to winning ways. Well, for one game, obviously one game at a time. Um, does this mean that the tie is over? Uh, you'd like to think so. I, I certainly would like to think so. Um, I do think it's a real shame that they've taken away goals away because, you know, could have been like an interesting tidbit if Betis's away goal counted, but it, it doesn't mean anything. It really takes away from, like, it's playing a team twice for the sake of it because what made this different before was, like, the away goals and how that kind of would mean, you know, your home performance. But anyway... Um, yeah, really, really good performance, particularly in the second half. I thought we really took good control of the game in the second half. Um, and but we could have scored seven today. Um, I, yeah, was very, very happy with the performance. First half, a little bit wonky. Um, there were still bits throughout the game where, you know, player makes a dodgy pass. And you think, what are you doing? Or, you know, whatever. So that, that was still sort of there. But, um... No, much, much better. I felt the confidence was definitely there. Um, players did seem to slip over quite a lot, but it is snowing here in the UK. Um, so that might have been why, because a few of their players slipped over and a few of ours did. Um, there was also a few passes and shots today that were just like really, really weak. I'm not completely sure as to why that was. But no, 4-1. Um, so Betis have to beat us by at least three goals next week in order to take the tie to extra time. So hopefully they won't be able to do that. Obviously it's their ground next week, so you know there could be different intimidation there or whatever. Um but no, I'm very, very happy with how, how things went today. I thought in particularly in the second half we could have had a hat full of goals. Um a lot of performances to talk about today as well. I want to talk about Palestri, talk about Vegas. Well I'm I'm gonna talk about everybody. So yeah, in terms of my sort of like pre-talk, pre-summary sort of um, discussion, that's kind of it. It's good to see this team back. Um, I thought the opening 10 minutes or so was a little bit cagey, uh, apart from when we scored the goal, obviously. But um, no, I'm, I'm just very happy overall. So um, yeah, I'll have more to say. I have a lot of things to say in terms of um, player ratings and who played today. So we'll, we'll have a bit more of a talk with that. So let's crack on with the summary. Um, Rashford with the first goal in six minutes. Really, really well taken goal. It was somebody passed to Bruno. Bruno tried to pass to somebody. The ball got sort of tackled. Rashford took it upon himself. Um, takes a little sort of pause, step to the side, and a really, really good finish. Um, I like goals like this. Those sort of... There seems to be a tendency sometimes in football to just, oh, you have the ball at your feet in the box, therefore you should smash it. And sometimes that applies. But sometimes you just need that little moment of composure, maybe shift the ball slightly, uh, pass the player, and then tuck it away. This is how like Sancho scores his goals usually. But um, no, really well taken goal from Rashford. This is a like proper striker's goal. And uh, he took it very, very well. Really, really good finish as well. So uh, that made it 1-0. Then they scored... Um, Perez, A.A. Perez, I'm not sure who this player is, I don't follow Real Betis, so there you go. A uh, very disappointing goal to concede, of course, um, Shaw not really marking whoever he's supposed to be, Shaw was tucking in too much. However, this goal shouldn't have counted, because it almost looked like 
um, whoever the player was that took the ball down on the other side almost was trying to sort of pick the ball up with one arm. Um, I yeah, the ball hits the middle of his the middle of his would you call it forearm the middle of his uh, upper part of his arm. And I didn't notice it at first because sometimes goals happen and it's very quick and you don't get to see all the details. They replayed this goal three, four times. It's clear as day every single time that uh, he handballs it. That should have been a free kick to us and the goal shouldn't have counted. But that doesn't excuse the fact the goal was still scored. Um, yeah, Luke Shaw, I think, should have done better on uh, on the left-hand side because he wasn't there. And then De Gea maybe could save this shot. Um, one of the defenders could block it. There's, there's a whole different set of stages that this goal should be stopped at. But, um, yeah, it shouldn't have counted anyway. Because that's a handball. Because handball includes your arm. Um, yeah, so uh, goal shouldn't have... It, it's weird, like it is a bad goal to give away, but it shouldn't have actually counted. But we went on and won the game anyway, so... There we go. Uh, so that was half time. Disappointing to concede, you know, about fifteen minutes before half time, but um, still was was a good performance, roughly in the first half. Uh, then a substitution at half time. Wamba Saka on for Delo. Um I not only agree with the substitution, but I would have actually started Wamba Saka because um, Ten Hag bravely kind of went with the exact same team he did against Liverpool, the, the seven nil. Um, so I would have like switched a few players, dropped a few players. I definitely would have started Wambasaka. So good to see. I don't know if Tenog thinks this is him course correcting his mistake or if he thinks it was a mistake to start the low, but that's the way I look at it. Anyway, regardless, we we get Wambasaka on the pitch, which was what I was looking for. So good to see that. And Delo was showing some um what what would we what would we call it? Um some mistakes. In his performance. So uh, I, I agree with that substitution. 52 minutes. An Anthony goal assisted by Bruno Fernandes. Um, it's funny how simple goals can look sometimes. Isn't it? Of like oh yeah. Bruno passed it to Anthony. And he kicked it in the top corner. That's it. <laughs> that's that's all that happened. Um, he's starting to get a bit of a knack for this Anthony. But Anthony's problem is when he's pushed out on the other side. Because he's not very good with his right foot. Um, but well-taken goal, I don't have much to talk about here, it's just um, a really well-taken goal, curled into the top corner, that's what Anthony seems to like to do, um, but he's not always going to be in that position every single time, so that made it 2-1, um, then there was the yellow card for Vegos, I can't remember what that was for, um, then uh, Bruno Fernandes scoring from a Luke Shaw corner, this was again, um, yeah, an interesting one, because... Uh, it's just a simple... I mean, I, I never have much to say about goals from corners because it's just you've got how many men in a box and, okay, you might have some tactics and stuff, but a ball gets whipped into a penalty area that's got how many men in there. That ball can go anywhere. It could end up going anywhere. So, um, but no, Bruno sort of seemed to like do that, do that kind of sneaky run and uh, get the ball and... Um, he headed it in the goal, and it was a goal. So, well taken. Um, it's a bit like... Uh, I can't remember which game it was. It was very recently. From the... A corner from the other side. And I think it was Luke Shaw did, like, a low, fast pass into Rashford in a game recently. And Rashford just kicked it in. Like, it was really easy. So, maybe that's a thing that we should do more often. Um, but who knows. 
Uh, then they made a couple of subs, and we made a couple of subs. Rashford off for Sancho. Um, didn't necessarily think Rashford, like, was taken off out of a bad performance. Um, more just a case of um, saving him, I suppose. Like, we were, what was the score by that point? 3-1 up. Okay, Rashford could stay on, and he could, you know, uh, grab another goal, but... Um, yeah, just just sub Rashford off, like to, to just to sort of rest him. He's play, been playing a lot recently, and it was good to see Sancho again. Anyway, I think Sancho has been a bit underused, so this isn't necessarily a sub I was looking at. I was thinking like to get Sancho on in some way, shape, or form. Um, I was actually thinking for, for Anthony, which happened later actually, but because uh, I was kind of looking at the bench and thinking, okay, I'd like to see Palestri, I'd like to see Sancho in this game. Um, they did end up both playing, which was good. Um, but no, taking Rashford off is is fine, I think, in, in this situation. And the other one, which was Malasia on for sure. Didn't think Shaw had the greatest game. Um, of course, I would put him as one of the parts at fault for the goal. Um, that and the refereeing. Um, so yeah, Malasia is the next logical option. He's been underused somewhat. Um, Tenog doesn't really rotate as much as I would like him to. But as long as we're winning games, then that's... Uh, what matters. So I, I agreed with both of those subs. Then they did some other subs as well. Then McTominay on for Fred. Uh, typical midfield substitution. I don't think Sabitza was on the bench. Let me just check. Um, no, he wasn't. It was Butland, Alanga, Ganacho, Heaton, Lindelof, Maguire, Maino. He could have bought Maino on, I suppose. Uh, Melissa, McTominay, Palestri, Sancho, Wambasaka. That's a lot of wingers and centre backs. Um, but yes, Sibitza has got a knock, so I suppose the next logical substitution was, uh, Muxhamani on for Fred. So there you go. Uh, and then Palestri on for Anthony, which I was very, very happy to see. You know, we're 3-1 up, quite comfortable in, in the game at that point. And, uh, yeah, we, we don't really see Palestri enough. I don't know if he plays for, like, the under-21 still. I, I did read recently that Iqbal had played some like under twenty one games or something. So because um, even though we've got quite a few of those youth players coming through, sometimes they are in the main team and sometimes they're playing for the under twenty ones. But the under twenty ones don't really get spoken about a lot. So they have been playing games, I think. And Diallo's obviously on loan at um to Sunderland, I think, somewhere like that. Uh so yeah they, they are they are knocking around playing football, but it's good to see some of them get a chance in the first team. So I was very happy to see Palestri so Abdon, who contrib contributed very, very much so to the uh, Vegost with his uh, with the fourth goal here with the, the, this goal, um, yeah, Palestri just taking this ball round like three defenders, holding them off, going and getting to the byline, um, getting across in. Well, I think it was a pass. McTominay um, shot off the keeper, and then Vegost uh, finally managed to score in this game. Um, with uh, with like a poacher's striker goal, which is what he's supposed to do. We will talk about Vegost in a little bit once we get to the player ratings. There'll be some more things to talk about in there. Um, but no, good game overall. I the one criticism I've got of this game, I think at certain points now it's 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 difficult to tell because um, when you're watching on a TV, obviously you can only see a certain amount of the pitch. Sometimes you can see on screen, like this is the way that I look at it sometimes. Sometimes you can, sometimes on screen, and you think, oh, if you quickly knock it into him and knock it into him, there's a bit of space over there and you can do that. That doesn't necessarily always, well, not eye level with the pitch, but you know what I mean. They're, they're on the ground 
they can only see in front of them. They can't see to the left or to the right or behind them unless they turn their head around. So, because um, there might be a case where, I'll just use this as an example. Let's say Bruno is on the edge of the attacking box and Rashford is on, on his diagonal back right, but he can't see Rashford, for example. We would be thinking, oh, flick the ball onto Rashford. And although Bruno might be aware, okay, Rashford's somewhere near me, just because we can see our passes on all the time, because we can see it at an overhead angle, it doesn't always quite mean that um, the players can. But the thing I was going to say, I just felt at times in this game we were passing a bit too slowly, particularly in the final third. There was a few sort of quick passes I could see that were on, and we just took a bit too long with certain passes, and I, I don't really know why, but that was the only, that was like the only thing that bugged me in this game. So... Um, there we go. All right, that's it for the summary and the goals. That was quick. Um, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the um, player ratings and my man of the match, of course. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K. UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. 
Thank you very much for supporting us, and thank you for listening. Back to the show. All right, let's move on to player ratings. My man of the match for today is Martinez with a 10 out of 10. Um, some very crafty things he did in this game, like spinning away from certain attackers, the way he won the ball back. I think he really, really um, got sure out of some danger in, in this game, particularly as a few times when the ball went on the um, our left-hand side. And um, Shaw wasn't quite able to sort of cover and that type of thing. And uh, Martinez was able to get him out of trouble a few times. But um, in terms of strength and getting the ball forward and just carrying the ball and being really, really solid defensively, um, I think Martinez was, was uh, I'll say, back to his best. I mean, I, I, I do look at Sunday as like a blip. I, I, I do. Um, but yes, can continue to be his, his good self. Martinez, I was, I was very, very impressed. Let's go back to the front. Uh, David De Gea. Um... I'm going to give him a four. I think his distribution was some of the worst we've seen this season. Um, I think on three or maybe four occasions, went to make a pass out from the back and passed it straight to a better player. And they almost scored every time. And that is not okay. That is not an okay thing to do. Um, didn't have loads of saves to make in this game. Obviously, there was the one shot that they had that he didn't save that went in. But... Um, I do still think, apart from this game, where it doesn't really, wasn't really the same thing, I do think his shot stopping makes up for his lack of distribution, but his lack of distribution, it, it's such a 50-50 thing, because yes, his distribution is terrible at times, but it's sometimes overshadowed by his shot stopping, because he saved some absolutely cracking shots in the past, and this season included as well, so that does sort of like cover the cracks in his performance which is the distribution i'm very surprised because he's what how old is he now 32 he's been at man united a long long time in fact he's probably one of our longest serving players next to rashford maybe shaw uh, a few other players i'm surprised and look we've had a lot of coaches like Mourinho and moyes and van gaal and ollie and ragnick and carrick and uh, now ten Hag. we've had a lot of different coaches and managers obviously I'm surprised he's not learnt to be better at that. Um, I do wonder, like, have we had different goalkeeper coaches? What have they been able to do with his his passing? Or is it just an ability thing? Um, Because some players, you can improve them through coaching in different areas. But sometimes you can't. And I just, I don't know. He 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 really needs to sort that out. Because there's a few times where that could really, really get us into trouble. Um, So, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to Diego Delo. I'm going to give him a four as well. I really think he struggled today. Um, and I would conclude from this game. Now, they both didn't play 90 minutes. I don't like the Delo-Anthony partnership. I don't like it. Um, I was unsure of it earlier in the season. Because um, things like overlapping runs and, and things like running back are very, very, very important things for like pairs to get right. They're both, I just, I don't know, I, I I think they're both too attacking. Delo's an attacking fullback, and Anthony's an attacking winger. So when you have that, and their, their lack of tracking back, or Delo's out of position, or he's not as good at tackling defensively, and Anthony isn't either, 
um, I I sort of I watched this game and I just thought, no, I don't think you two are a very good pair. Um, they don't seem to have that great of communication either. Like sometimes they can, but I, I'm I'm concluding from put put a pin in this here because um, I don't like them as a partnership. I don't think they should be sold or anything. Nothing drastic like that, but um, yeah, it's just no. I don't think they're a very good partnership. I um, probably will see them again, but uh, I for I'll, I'll say I'll just say this now. Now that we're on the, I'm on the topic of it. Sunday we got Southampton. I would like to try it out. I think that could be an interesting partnership. Uh, and I think I, I know this might sound dramatic, however, even from just the ten minutes that Pelleshi played, I thought he, and not just from this. Uh, um, appearance from him, but um, other times he's played. I think Pelestri looks like he's got something interesting about him. I don't want to be like over the top and call him special and all the sort of thing, but he he looks like an interesting talent to give more game time to. So um, I would start him and Wambasaka on on Sunday. Still put Anthony on the bench, you know, let him sort of fight for his place back in the team. But yeah, that's that's what I say on that. Anyway, um, let's go to Varane. I thought Varane was. Great as usual. I don't remember anything bad that he did. Um, so I'll give him a 10 as well. Luke Shaw. Um, I've got to give him a 4 as well. Um, so in terms of goalkeeper and fullbacks. Not good from the three of them. Um, was one of the problems for the goal. Luke Shaw. And. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He, he he struggled a bit. I still think there was a few parts in this game. Where he had a good overlapping relationship with. Um, or partnership with. Uh. Rashford, which has been one of the best things out of that left-hand side, but it, um, it is defensive deficiencies in this game kind of showed. I think in this game, sure. Um, let's go to Fred first. Um, I'll give him a two, and I don't think he had a good game. I get really frustrated with Fred. Maybe two is even even quite high. He's so an, he's so annoying to watch and to try to rate in terms of giving him a number because. He'll he'll like lose the ball three times in a row or something and then get an assist. Or he'll make three terrible passes and then score a goal. <laughs> so it's like I don't know, Fred's he is annoying and he's in general, if we're being serious, not good enough to, to continue going forward. There are better midfielders out there than Fred. And he's getting close to thirty, so I still think it's time to move on. But no, Fred had I, I, Fred had worse games than this. Don't get me wrong. Fred's had like much worse games than this, but it wasn't good. Fred wasn't good. Gave the ball away a bunch of times. A couple of like really really weak shots as well. Um, and I've seen Fred score some cracking goals. I have. <laughs> he can't do it. He just I don't know. Inconsistency inconsistency is continuously the problem with him and McTominay. Like they'll score the odd really good goal or get a really good assist now and again. But it's just not consistent enough. So, uh, Casemiro, I'd give a 9 and not a 10. I do think he gave the ball away too many times. Still worked really, really hard in midfield. Made up for Fred's deficiencies in midfield. Um, but did have a few, like, really shocking sort of sloppy passes. But made up for it with everything else. So, not a 10, but a 9. Anthony um, scored a goal. So, you've got to give him a bit of a score for that. I would go with a 5 with this. Um, I don't think he had a very good game. Um, at points, wasn't terrible, just wasn't, he was almost good, but not great, I would say, Anthony with this game, scored a good goal, which got to give him some credit for that, 
um but just overall just not quite great this uh this game for for anthony um all right let's get on to uh this what the app is showing here for uh the team is different to what it actually was so i'm going to go bruno rashford then vegos because i'm going to keep going from right to left and into middle because here it's showing bruno on the left anthony on the right vegos in the 10 rashford up front uh and i don't think that's how the team lined up anyway um bruno fernandez uh scored a goal so that's good um had a much better second half than first half i will say that um i think this is one of bruno's better games i'm gonna give him a seven not quite an eight um still a few silly things but i'll, I'll give him a seven i thought it was just above average uh Vegost, um this man is not a striker this man is not a striker yes he scored a goal but um i've seen defenders score goals i've seen goalkeepers score goals very very rarely but i've seen goalkeepers score goals i've seen right backs center backs left backs midfielders strikers wingers I've seen every type of player score goals just because he's playing up front and he did score. This man's not a striker. This man is our new Fellaini. Um, he fits the archetype player of exactly what Fellaini was. Fellaini was played up front, sometimes in midfield actually, which was weird. He is the big, tall player that will bother other players, press them, and be big and tall and annoying and get the ball off of them. And that's a very, very, very good trait to have, which is basically to annoy the other players, jump at them, and you've got, like, you know, longer legs because you're taller. So you can, you know, when when you're blocking a, a pass, for example, or blocking a cross, your body is bigger. It might be slower, but it's bigger. So we can sort of cover more of those smaller areas, is what I mean. Um, and he's very good at doing that. This guy's not a striker. <laughs> Um, he is a what? What? So, what type of player is a, a lost? They are um a not a central midfielder. I wouldn't play Vegost where Fred or Casemiro are because that's what we did it a few times with Fellaini, and they haven't quite got the pace to make up for that. He's sort of like he is a ten or a sort of striker. But Vegos is one of them players where you need a goal scorer next to them. So a Rashford who can grab you some goals. Because he'll be kind of that player that will work hard to get the ball back. And then pass it to a Rashford or somebody who can actually, you know, more regularly score goals. And that's still that's still a really, really good thing. He's still a very useful player for what he does. He's just not a striker. Uh, which is weird because when we loaned him, it was like, oh, Ronaldo's gone. We need a temporary striker. And he's the one that we ended up with. And we thought he was going to be like a fox in the box sort of poacher. Almost like a Berbatov type of player. Um, and Berbatov did a couple of those Fellaini things at points. But Berbatov was a clinical... Uh, he was a brilliant player. Berbatov was a slow but clinical, like you get the ball in the box to him and he'll score type of player. Um, um, but again, Berbatov was slightly taller but slow. Um, which means that you need a midfield behind those sorts of players that can do the running, like like a Fred, but better. Um, anyway, enough of that said, what would I... I will give him... He missed loads of chances in this game, uh, although he did score an offside goal in like the first minute or something. Um, 
I'd say an eight. I still thought his like actual general football was was really good, and he made some really good passes and stuff. But I can't give him higher than an eight because even though he's not a striker, he still should have been scoring from where he was at certain points. So yeah, uh, Bruno. I already talked about Bruno, didn't I? Yeah, uh, Rashford. Um, I thought it was really really good. Again, grabbing another goal. That's always really good. Um, I just I I realized sort of in this game. I think we need. I think we need to be playing somebody else on the left. Bruno maybe on the right. Vegorst in the ten. So like, if you if you have uh, Rashford up front, Vegorst behind him. So you've got that that sort of pairing I just mentioned, but then somebody else on the left to help combine with Rashford, and I think that player needs to be Sancho. Um. Because you can't, Bruno doesn't really work on, off the left. Um, also, if you got Gonacho, obviously he can he can do that as well. And then sort of a rotation of like Anthony Palestri and uh, and Vegos, kind of on that sort of middle to left side. Sorry, middle to right side. Um, I think Rashford needs a player to like do some one twos with. Is is what I'm sort of saying. I I th- I feel like I, and maybe I'm getting this observation wrong. I feel like sometimes when Rashford's up front and he makes like, because I noticed a couple of times in different games, Rashford will sort of get the ball near the like middle, but sort of just off the left. Then he'll pass to somebody on the left, so a Sancho or a Shaw. Then he'll make a run, and then you can do a little bit of a one-two. Rashford needs that in his game. Um, I don't feel like he got it as much. There was like a couple of passes in the first half where where Luke Shaw was doing it. Um, I'll give Rashford an eight anyway. I thought it, I thought it was still good. I thought we maybe could have scored one or two more goals, um, but took his goal really well anyway, which is which is what matters. Um, but Rashford's not really a player that will sort of like get majorly involved in the play unless you give the ball to him and then he can start doing things. So still a bit of a quieter game for him. But still scored and still did quite well, I thought. So, there's that. Alright, let's go to the bench. Um, as I said, uh, Butland. Um, why, do we st- why do we still have two goalkeepers on the bench? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, Butland, Alanga, Ganacho, Heaton, Lindelof, Maguire, Maino, um, Malasia, McTominay, Palestri, Sancho, Wambasaka. Oh, we made four subs in this game. No, five subs. I almost... Didn't notice. Melissa, I thought, was very good when he was subbed on. McTominay uh, technically got the assist for Vergos's goal. It depends how you look at that. Um, I would give the assist to Palestri, but it technically wasn't, but whatever. But McTominay was fine, I suppose. Uh, Palestri, really, really good 10 minutes sort of cameo from him. Um, it, I was just sort of, because he got the ball in the area, and I was like, oh, he's going to try and run out on the right hand side. Right, let's see what we can do. Keeps running, keeps running, keeps running. I always got past them all. I always got past them all. I was at the byline. He he needs to pass, otherwise he's gonna run off the pitch. I always crossed it in. And then McTominay and then Vegos. And I was like, Oh, we scored from that. That was that was great. So Um Yeah. Really, really good uh stuff from, from Palestri. I on Sunday I even need to see him make another cameo appearance. Or if Tenarg is not feeling brave, but feeling let's call it ambitious is to start him. Um, that's that's what I would do anyway. I, I would put Anthony on the bench. Doesn't mean he can't be subbed on and do something, but uh, I would start him with Wambasaka behind him. So, yeah. Uh, 
Sancho, I thought, was very good. Um, I really, really wanted him to score. He almost scored like a couple of times. Um, I think he needs a bit more regular game time, though. And I think I think now it's time to, for Tenag to rotate. Either rotate a little bit more or make a couple of like just earlier subs. Um, so, and involve Sancho. Wan-Bissaka, I thought, had a very, very good game. And I was glad to see him in the, in the second half. Um... Alright, let's go to the injuries list. Uh, Ericsson, or missing players list. Got Ericsson still with an injury. Martial, Sabitzer with a knock. So he might be back on Sunday. Uh, and then Van der Beek with his injury as well. Uh, hopefully we'll see Ericsson within the next month and a bit. Hopefully before the end of the season. Let's hope. Alright, that's it for this uh, episode. Yeah, it's a good win. So we have um, yeah Southampton... Then Betis again, and then somebody else the game after. I can actually look that up, can't I? Yes, I can. Uh, Southampton, Betis, and then Fulham in the FA Cup. And then Newcastle. I don't know if it will definitely be Newcastle after that because of the um, next, uh, what do you call it, uh, Europa League games. Assuming we get through, which we should. So, um, so yeah. There we go. We yeah, have Fulham. That's the quarterfinals on a member of the FA Cup. So we win, we win that, we're into the semis. And then you win the next two FA Cup games and you win the FA Cup. Because it's, it's as simple as that, isn't it? Uh, that's, that's, how you, that's how you win a cup. That's how you win things in football. You just keep winning games. It's quite easy, right? Um, anyway, Southampton and then Betis and then Fulham. That is what is next up on the agenda. All right, thank you all very much for listening. If you have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, uh, what do you think of the Delo and Anthony partnership? Do you think it is working? Do you think it isn't? Do you think it works sometimes? What is your preferred right-hand side um, partnership? What would you like to see on Sunday? Do you agree with me about Wambasaka and Palestri? Although if he does Wambasaka and Anthony, but then subs off Anthony for Palestri, that could work as well. I just like, I don't know, just a little bit of rotation. I think. Um, but who knows? Maybe he starts the low and Anthony on the right and they have the best games of their career. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, anyway, Matthew Entertainment, talk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's contact page information in the show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in the show notes as well. Um, in the meantime, entertainment talk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk for TV, games, films, May Night podcast. Again, look out for our podcast later on Sunday for The Last of Us. That's all in the books. But I can't release the episode yet because I'm not going to break embargo. Um, but yes, we've seen the last episode as we've been seeing the episodes earlier. I'm allowed to say that at least. Uh, I just can't tell you what I think of the episode or what happened. So, but yeah, it was the last episode of Last of Us. And look out for that podcast on Sunday. Uh, Gaming Talk will be back this week as well. Um, just fancy the week off last week and there wasn't a ton to talk about. Uh, so from tomorrow, Friday, we're recording that. It should get released late on a Friday. Um, and yeah, that's it at the moment. Uh, and then, of course, uh, servant season review next week. A uh, final season review, actually, the the end of the whole thing. And of course, Ted Lasso. Speaking of football, Ted Lasso is back next week as well. So, still plenty of stuff going on on EntertainmentTalk.org and your favorite podcast platforms. As I said, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. In the meantime, in the meantime, um, yeah, if you want to tell other people about our content, just tell them what we do and where they can find it. Either tell them about the website or uh, use social media, whatever you want to do. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, add free podcasts with your options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to. 
TV and film news over on Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk for that. Uh, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays, I was on this week's episode, so that's from two days ago. Have a listen for that. So lots of TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's that. Uh, Twitch, you can find Bex over there very regularly uh, for retro chat, game and other streams. So see what she's up to uh, over on Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch and other platforms as well. Me over on Twitch occasionally at E-Talk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Recently did a Hogwarts Legacy stream, a bunch of clips from that and all kinds of stuff. So check that out as well if you'd like to. Alright, see you next time. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>